following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Do you like great food, good drinks, and some of the best bar life in Western New York? Then head out to the Union Pub downtown or the Transit Music Lounge in Depew. Looking for a great place to go on game day? The Union Pub offers game day specials for every Bills game as well as a great place to stop before and after every Sabres home game. They also offer beer buckets, wing specials, and more. Do you stick more to the burbs? Are you a music lover? Then check out the Transit Music Lounge offering live music every Friday and Saturday with some of the biggest names in the Buffalo music scene. Hit them up on Taco Tuesday, or check out Burger Thursdays for the best burgers in Western New York. Both locations offer some of the best food you've ever had and a great sports and music bar atmosphere. And now, they offer catering for the holidays, too. For the most up-to-date news on the Union Pub and the Transit Music Lounge, find them on Facebook and never miss a beat. That's the Union Pub located at 38 Swan Street across from the ballpark and the Transit Music Lounge at 4723 Transit Road in Depew. Stop out, have a drink, and enjoy some great food today. The Transit Music Lounge and the Union Pub are proud sponsors of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a first ever combined episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats and Shot Takes. Uh, If you're tuning in on Shot Takes, this is the Friday episode. Happy Christmas Eve. Uh, And we are looking into the... um, the awesome, fantastic week 16 slate of games. If you're tuning in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music, uh, we are, I'm, I'm saving a little time here. It's your boy EZD dropping a solo episode, and I'm saving just a little bit of time here to uh, allow myself the ability to uh, get everything I need to get done before I go to work before the holidays and to get it all in and get it done. So uh, all of that being said, welcome to the show, everybody. If you are on Shot Takes, you can check out Hats, Tats, and Stats every every Wednesday uh, on the BICBP Radio Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you find podcasts, or on our website, www.bicbp-radio.com slash hats-tats-stats, or just click on the menu, pod, uh, click on the podcast page, click on on the Hats, Tats, and Stats logo and all our stuff is right there. You can find us on Facebook, Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. Uh, we'll pop up. Like, follow, share, subscribe there. You can listen to the podcast right on our Facebook page. If you like Twitter or Instagram better, at HTS underscore pod. Uh, and all that being said, if you're listening on the Can You Dig Sports Radio Network, thank you for tuning in again, guys. Uh, we are here on Friday and Wednesday, Friday, it's, I'm, I'm somehow two places at once uh, doing a combined episode drop here. Uh, tis the season to be crazy busy, and, you know, as it is, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. So all that being said, um, thanks for tuning in regardless of where you're doing so. And, um, you know, I'm flying solo this week. We got Bold Claim Ben just had his wisdom teeth out. Uh, Big Diesel is busy or working or whatever uh t-wave is working as is the stat man so uh, i had to crunch one in here and get it done so here we are uh, a wild week last week we all know that uh lasted all the way to tuesday it is you know so now we are there's a one day turnaround of no football and then we are in with the uh the thursday night game uh the last thursday night game of the year and it's a good one uh we got a good one going the 49ers looking to continue to hang on to a playoff spot currently sitting in the sixth seed uh and with a one game lead over all the teams uh three teams at seven and seven uh taking on the titans who are currently in the afc in the three seed and trying to stave off the indianapolis colts who are making a run right now uh this is going to be a good one guys the niners have been playing good football i thought the niners were a good team all along and um they're finally starting to prove it so this will be a great one here for uh, those of you looking for a good Thursday night game. Uh, tune into this one. It's going to be a good one. And I'm taking the Niners here. Uh, we have most of our games of the week done currently uh, at the time of this recording. So I will be bringing those to you guys as well uh, as we go along. This is not a game that got picked for uh, game of the week, I don't believe. Um, as of right now, no, it has not. So, uh, as of right now, uh, we're kind of sitting pretty, 
with uh, with this one, but I'm I'm taking I'm picking the Niners here. Uh, I think they got a lot going right, and I think the Titans are barely holding on until they can get their uh, their their forces back. The you know King Henry and the like, uh, and we're going to go from there. The Browns Packers. Uh, the Browns. Who knows what they're going to look like COVID wise on Saturday? Uh, you know they they're currently still the team with the most people on the COVID list, and I apologize that this had to be done. Uh, early, so I don't have up-to-date COVID stuff for you guys. However, uh, at the time of recording, the, the Browns currently still have the most guys on COVID on the COVID reserve list. Uh, the Packers have very few. This being said, um, I think if both these teams were at full strength, the Packers have the advantage. And the only way I think the Browns come out of this one is if uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. So the Browns-Packers game on Saturday at 4.30 I don't think is going to be very fun. Uh, for the Browns, I think it's going to be kind of put the uh, almost put the nail in the coffin here for the for the Browns. Uh, they made a good run. The Packers sitting at the one seed in the NFC. The Browns uh, fell all the way to number twelve. They were eight last week, uh, and then they lost a tight one to Vegas. Uh, put up a hell of a fight against the uh, against the the Raiders there, and fell just short on a last minute field goal. Dropped them to the 12 seed, and I'm pretty sure this game against Green Bay is going to drop them to seven and eight, uh, and that's going to be. That's going to be tough to come back from these last two weeks because uh, the teams ahead of them, the the schedules just don't pan out uh, in a good way there. So uh, the Packers take this one, pretty much end the Browns' season or just stop just there short of. The Colts-Cardinals, this is going to be a great one, a Saturday night tilt, and this was picked by Bold Claim Ben to be the game of the week, and I can't say I disagree. Uh, Jonathan Taylor just absolutely being a man among boys so far. This season, uh, you know, he people compare him and uh, Henry through number of carries and stuff like that. And uh, Taylor has almost 500 more total yards from scrimmage. Uh, again, this this starts to beg the question, who's the overall better running back? You know, Derrick Henry, uh, when he went down, it took three weeks for Taylor to catch him as far as you know, running, rushing yards go. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just one of those things where uh, Taylor is a little bit more versatile out of the backfield. So he, you know, he, I, I think he gives a, brings a little bit more to the table. Uh, the Cardinals are kind of stumbling here. The Cardinals at one point were the, a tour de force in the NFC, and they've kind of been kind of been limping to to the finish line here. Uh, Indianapolis eight and six. Uh, you know, at one point they were kind of being counted out, and I I told people if you listen to me on the discussion topics of two point conversation, if you tune into shot takes, if you listen to hats, stats, and stats, I've been saying that Indianapolis is a good team. They're they're better than they played at the start of the season, and uh, it it seems like they finally hit their stride here and are coming out hot. Uh, and they're they're coming out hot, and the the Cardinals they could, you know, they couldn't be seeing this uh, this tough matchup at a worse time. Uh, they've been banged up. They've been, uh, yeah. I mean, they they're two and two their last four games. They're three and three their last six games, uh, including a, a bad loss to the Panthers, who have uh, of late have shown that they're not anything to call home about. They beat the 49ers, which was a big one for them, especially the way the Niners are currently playing. Um, they beat the Seahawks, who can't seem to get out of their own way. They beat the Bears, but then they lost to the Rams in a in a big divisional matchup, and then they just just sputtered out of the box and couldn't figure anything out against the Lions. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the regular season, uh, still unbeknownst to when when or if he'll be able to come back for the playoffs. I believe the hope is that he can rest up and do so. Uh, I, I mean, that's hoping that Arizona doesn't drop their next three end up at 10 and seven and maybe get caught by a couple teams. You know, if Minnesota wins out, if Philly wins out, if New Orleans wins out, you know, and the Rams end up taking over that division, you could end up seeing that team kind of bumped to a wild card spot or worse. Uh, so they have yet to clinch, but a win here would do that for them. Um, you know, I'm taking the hot, I'm riding the hot hand here. I am riding the Colts for a W, uh, shout out to our boy, Matt Johnson, who got to go to the Colts game this past week and shout out to the Colts as a whole. I'm giving them love because they, they put the bills back in the race for the AFC East, um, division title with knocking off the Patriots in emphatic fashion this past week. So 
Uh, good on them and good for me. So go Colts. Uh, as much as I want, as much as I should want the Colts to lose to an NFC team, um, I think they're going to win. So Bill, for, for the Bills' sake, go Cardinals, but I'm picking the Colts in this one regardless. Uh, the Lions-Falcons game here, this is going to be an interesting one. The Lions uh, just had Jared uh, Jared Goff just got added to the COVID list. Unknown whether or not he'll be able to play on Sunday, but yeah, this is just going to, this is a suck bowl candidate. It didn't get picked for the suck bowl, but it is a suck bowl candidate. Uh, two bottom feeder teams here. The Lions who have been playing better, uh, admittedly playing better, and the Falcons who are just kind of wallowing in mediocrity as they have all year at six and eight, you know, they, they get lumped by certain people and then they, you know, they, they, they turn around and they, they beat, I mean, they beat the Dolphins back in October, and the Dolphins are on a tear right now uh, against specifically team, you know, specifically te- against teams that are not doing great. Uh, they didn't look good against the Niners last week. I think they look a little bit better against the Lions. I, but you know what? If Jared Goff plays, Jared Goff plays. This is a W for the Lions, um, and them knocking themselves further down the draft board for some reason. Uh, if Goff does not play. I think the Falcons edge this one out. Currently, uh, the Falcons are still alive in the NFC at six and eight. Detroit has been eliminated for probably three or four weeks now at two eleven and one, and I don't think I, I don't see Atlanta making the playoffs. Uh, they, they're just not good enough. Um, I think they're just that team that's gotten some some you know some wins against some other bottom feeder teams to keep them relevant long enough that their season is still. On the line, technically, I mean, really, you know, a win, a win this week, and uh, Minnesota, Philly, and New Orleans all lose. They jump up into a playoff spot. So, uh, you know, very anything is possible in this in this day and age in the NFL. I don't see it happening, uh, but I'm going to pick a Falcons win here. And with, I mean, what I have coming up, uh, I think Philly beats the Giants. <clears throat> so they'll have at least one one team that's at, that's seven and seven ahead of them go to eight and seven. Uh, so I don't think they squeak into the playoff picture this week, and I don't think they squeak into the playoff picture really ever again. And that'll be about that for um, for the boys. So uh, moving on, the Rams at the Vikings. This is going to be. I, I think this is going to be just a continuation of the Rams looking good. Cooper Cup is on an unbelievable tear right now, um, the the likes of which I don't know that we've seen. You know, uh, the Rams' defense is playing well, and I, I think you see the Rams really start to challenge for the division here. Uh, if Indy wins, like I think, like I like I think they're going to, you're going to see the Rams and the Cardinals flip. Uh, the Rams will take the lead in the division, and the Rams uh, would drop into the five seed, I believe. Um, you know, just based on overall record. So, um, Kirk Cousins did not look good this week. Look for him to have a, a little bit of a bounce back, and look for him to have a. You know, a, a bit of a, a bit of a solid, solid turnaround here. You know, Justin Jefferson, not a great week. Um, what I, this this one has this one has the makings to be explosive. Uh, I really believe that this game has all the, all the makings for, um, a, a great great shootout. And uh, it is not the shootout of the week, but it is definitely a candidate thereof with these two offenses. But I think I think personally the Rams defense. Holds this one down, holds the Vikings back, um, and and it wouldn't surprise me if this doesn't feel like a game that the Rams could, or the, sorry, that the Vikings could have won and just find a way to lose. So uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. The you know the Rams win here again, like I said, could push them into a division lead, depending on what Arizona does. Uh, if not, it'll keep it'll have them keep pace with Arizona, and the Minnesota loss would drop them out of the playoff. Uh, picture currently they would be they're currently in the seventh seed I think they dropped to the eight seed flopping with Philly who we'll get to in a little bit and yeah so uh, I got I got a Rams W on that one so uh, moving on the Jaguars at the Jets this is this one's going to be tough to talk about because ladies and gentlemen you are getting the suck bowl of the week 
uh, courtesy of the Statman on this one. So get your toilet bowls out, get your uh, toilet paper out, get your plungers out. This game is going to be a two-flusher. Uh, you're going to see a, a struggling Jets team find a way to beat a bad Jacksonville team. Um, I, I don't think oh, no, one more week without Urban Meyer is enough to get Jacksonville to get the ship righted. Um, Trevor Lawrence is on the verge of being a first overall pick bust after one year. You hope the dude can come out and change them some things up and, and they get a better, you know, they get an offensive mind in there. They get somebody who's been in the league maybe a little bit, not coming from Ohio State, a dude who's not going to look at the competition in the NFL and go, oh my God, it's like playing Alabama every week. Because no duh, dude, like, Let's get this dude a guy. Let's get this guy. Let's get T-Law. Let's get Trevor Lawrence, a coach and a coordinator that can actually help the dude grow, help the dude offensively, and see what he can actually do. Uh, I'm not ready to, to, to write off Trevor Lawrence just yet. Um, and on the other hand, I am ready to write off Zach Wilson. Uh, I don't think Zach Wilson has it. I don't think he ever had it. I was confused by the pick as a whole, and, well, here we are. So, um, all of that being said, uh, I, I believe the Jets win this one, get their third of the year, uh, would bump them up to four and eleven, would drop the Jags to two and thirteen. The Jags looking like they are primed and ready to have a second straight season of a third uh, first overall pick, and uh they get the big the big toilet bowl flush on this one. Uh if I had a toilet flushing sound effect handy, I would Drop it on you guys, but I mean, we're talking about two of the three teams that are eliminated from playoff contention in the AFC facing off. I I don't know if there's a better game to pick for the the toilet bowl or the suck bowl here this week. Uh, the Giants Eagles, the Giants visiting the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Eagles are playing hot. That running game is uh, has been fierce, and they are uh, I, the Eagles are just the better team right now. Um, this is one where we're talking about the, the four and 10 giants are somehow not mathematically eliminated, but the loss in this one absolutely gets it done. And Philadelphia, I think you end up seeing in the playoff picture next week at the set at the seventh seed, uh, at eight and seven. And I mean, potentially depending upon what San Francisco does and how those, um, conference records and stuff shake out, you might even see them as high as the sixth seed. Uh, I'm not sure how the tiebreakers would shake, and I don't really have the time or mental capacity to to drop those tiebreaker uh, math ma- mathematicals on you currently. So uh, here we are. The, the 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 Philadelphia Eagles are going to beat the Giants. I think that is uh, that is a foregone conclusion. Uh, I say that knowing it's a division game and anything can happen in these division games. So who knows? Uh, but I'm taking the Eagles in this one. I think the running attack goes for almost 200 yards or over 200 yards again. Um, I would like to see Gardner Minshew under center here, but I can't say that Jalen Hurts doesn't deserve it. After last week, he had a good week uh, this past uh, actually, yes, uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, had a good day, uh, put up some decent stats and, you know, just kind of kind of staving off, um, staving off the Sharks, if you will, in his locker room there with uh, Gardner Minshew having a good week in his stead the week prior. But uh, Jalen Hurts hangs on and, you know, has a good week. And I think he he contributes to that rushing attack. And I think the Eagles literally and figuratively run over the New York Sorry, New Jersey football giants. So uh, keep keep an eye on that one. Uh, and, you know, again, possibly seeing a second NFC East team in the playoff picture, not in, not in the hunt, like in the actual playoff standings, you know, uh, would be shocking for all of us, I believe. And last but not least for this, uh, this first stretch here is my Buffalo Bills going to Foxborough, visiting the Patriots. We all know what happened last time, Monday Night Football. The Patriots got away with throwing the ball a total of three times. Mac and Cheese goes two for three and gets the win. Um, one of those passes was a just awful pass, I believe, to was it Janu Smith. Uh, who went up and made a good catch for him. And then the other one was a screen pass dump off that got, went for maybe two yards total. And uh, he got the win. They ran the ball like 50 times for 200 and some odd yards. And, you know, that was the, the Bills had a shot to win it. They had a shot to be in it. And when in the gale force winds of Buffalo, they couldn't get it done. 
Uh, this one, I, I'm taking the Bills here, and I, you know, I, I think the I think the Patriots got a little exposed. Uh, the problem is they got exposed by a, a really really good running back and a really good rushing attack, fronted by a really good offensive line. Um, the big issue here is New England still has Matt Judon, and uh, currently we have our the starting left side of our offensive line is currently on uh, the COVID reserve list. Hopefully one or both of them are back so we can have our team in uh, our offensive line in full, you know, in full force for next week. Uh, Spencer Brown can bump back to the right. Williams can bump back inside and then we'll have, we can have hopefully Mongo and um, Mongo and uh, Jesus, Deion Dawkins on the left side uh, and, and give them, you know, kind of give them a little bit of a run for their money. The big key for Buffalo here is going to be to get a lead and get a lead early. Uh, as we saw, New England, when they have to, when 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 Mac Jones is pressured to to throw the ball and to play from behind, he doesn't do it well. Um, and I th- I think we saw that. I think I, you know, everybody said that Belichick had this this genius plan for the uh, for the first game, and I think it was just the conditions played to a strength of theirs and they got lucky that the bills couldn't capitalize on some of the opportunities they had. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case here. Uh, I think the bills are going to be able to bottle the run a little bit better with as long as Star Latulier can stay on the field. And uh, I think you see that defense kind of bottle that up a little bit better, especially because they're not going to be able to do it 50, 40 to 50 times because the bills are going to be able to put points on the board um, with what seems to be a slightly reinvigorated offense here. Um, and the Bills win here puts them into the AFC East lead and in the driver's seat with the last two games of the year. And New England uh, would then be in the wild card from the bottom looking up. Uh, this would put them, depending on how everything else fits, somewhere between five and seven. The Bills would sit at between two and four. Um, yeah, so they're... That's a big one there, and I think I, I do really believe the Bills take this game. I don't think the Patriots beat us twice this season. Uh, in that, in, I, I would be intrigued to see if that included a playoff game. Um, you know, and if that playoff game is here in Buffalo, I really hope it's not the fifty-some mile an hour winds and insanity that goes with all of that. So, um, you know, so we're, we're we're here, we're hanging out. We we got the uh, we got the first set of games out of the way. Uh, we are here talking about the upcoming week in the NFL. We have a lot of cool stuff going on. This is a, a, my first ever combined episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats and Shot Takes. So we are doing it. We are going forward. Um, you know, there's going to be, for those of you listening to Shot Takes, there's going to be a break coming up. We're going to have some commercials, some music, uh, and there's going to be, um, I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to throw a, a little bumper in for the podcast itself, a little mid-roll bumper, a little mid-roll bumper advertisement, if you will, and uh, just to kind of get a feel in the breakup. Uh, so we're going to be going to that soon. If you if you enjoy Hats, Tats, and Stats or Shot Takes, find us on social media, Facebook. Uh, just type hat, type in Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. You can find us on Twitter at HTS underscore pod, on Instagram at HTS underscore pod as well. Uh, if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, a topic you'd like to hear discussed, uh, something you want to tell us, if you want to tell us to go F ourselves, you know, you can email us hat tat stat podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is hat tat stat podcast at gmail.com. Or you can message us on any of the social medias that we have. Uh, if you if you listen to Shot Takes and you want to hear the podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Amazon Music, uh, so much more. Anywhere else you really can get your podcasts from. If you listen to the podcast and you want to tune into Shot Takes Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the Can You Dig Sports Radio Network, along with a lot of other 24 hours a day, seven days a week sports. Uh, we even have an overnight show called the Midnight Marauder. Uh, just kind of soft spoken, you know, getting you through the uh, getting you through the week and firing it up. So, um. You know, we'll go from there and, you know, we're going to be back in a little bit with uh, with the rest of the week. We've got, you know, interesting things. Obviously, again, I, I apologize that this is not overly up to date with COVID information and COVID lists. 
Um, you know, there are about a hundred over 140 people on the NFL COVID list. It's not just the NFL that's happening to the NHL is suspended play until Monday, follow the Monday after Christmas. Uh, and they came out recently and said that the NHL is not sending NHL players to the Beijing Olympics, which really sucks. Um, you know, cause you have a lot of the best in the world, especially when you come to us and uh, the U S and Canada playing in the NHL and not able to play in the Olympics. I, I don't like when, uh, the Olympics doesn't include the NHL players personally. Uh, that's just a personal thing for me, but all that being said, um, you know, it, it, it is the way of the world. Hopefully COVID doesn't derail too many teams. Uh, it would really suck to see a team. Like I know it happened to the Browns a little bit here who were kind of pushing for a playoff spot and they got hit by the COVID bug. And, you know, now they're further down the list looking up. Uh, they don't really have an easy schedule to get them there. You know, it would it would really be really be kind of kind of crappy if you know one of the one of these top you know heavy hitter teams. You know, if you had Kansas City, New England, Tennessee, Cincinnati, you know, Indy, L.A., Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, like these teams that are in the hunt in the AFC, or you know, Green Bay, Dallas, Tampa, Arizona, L.A., San Francisco, or even Minnesota, Philly, New Orleans, Washington, or Atlanta, who are all kind of in the hunt still. Uh, it'd be really really sucky for those guys to. You know, for, for, for the season to end or get derailed or, you know, have to even even have to make the playoffs and then have to have half your team for a playoff game, you know, when every snap, every play, every player matters. Um, you know, but right now we are staring down that barrel and it is very much a thing that could happen. Uh, hopefully this COVID thing kind of levels off before the playoffs come through. You know, we got about we got three weeks. We got about a month before uh we got three games we got about a month before the first round of playoff games so hopefully this thing runs its course and we go from there so uh all that being said we're going to send it to the break here we'll be back uh you know gotta gotta do the stuff gotta pay the bills so we'll be back with hats tats and stats and shot takes uh combined episode numero uno right after this hats tats and stats podcast is brought to you by stinger sports Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom sublimated uniforms and apparel that'll have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at StingerWoodBats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. And welcome back, everybody. We are back here on Shot Takes slash Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. Uh, Shot Takes today is not powered by Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast, and Hats, Tats, and Stats is not powering Shot Takes. They are combined one in the same. We are doing the thing and the stuff. This is one big holly jolly happy episode. Uh, holidays are here. Time, you know, we are cramped for time, and uh, we're doing the best we can. So we're doing a combined episode. Uh, if you listen to both, I apologize. You're hearing me do the same thing twice. Uh, there is some going to be some newer stuff. Uh, if you listen to hats or if you listen to shot takes, there's going to be some newer stuff uh, later on in the show. We're going to have a totally indisputable team ranking system segment for the first time in a few weeks. Uh, we got Big Diesel back on doing that. We got the stats ready, rock uh, locked and loaded and ready to go. Uh, and we have four, sorry, eight more games to get to in the NFL. So uh, stick with me here, and we are going to get through it. Got a big one. Got another division t- uh, division lead on the line. We already talked about the Bills and the Patriots fighting for the division. Now we have the Ravens and the Bengals going toe-to-toe for the lead in the AFC North. Uh, this is a big one. Right now they're tied both at 8-6. and six. Uh, one of these teams is going to lose. The Steelers are at seven, six, and one. The Steelers win a game this week. All right. If the Steelers knock off the chiefs, which we will talk about later, uh, you are going to see the eight, six, and one Steelers jump into second place above whoever loses this game, who will be at eight and seven. Uh, so that is where that tie comes into play. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think the Browns win this week, uh, as I already stated. So that's, you know, that's a moot point. But uh, the, the winner here has a leg up in the division race. And, um, you know, I I think who I, I honestly, I believe whoever takes this game uh, ends up taking the division overall. The so the Ravens end up with the Rams and the Steelers, which is definitely not an easy, uh, easy road to hoe here. 
And then on the other side of this game, you have the Bengals who are going to round out their season against the Chiefs and the Browns. So neither one, you know, I I can't even say that. I can't even say the winner of this game is going to take the division because, you know, the Steelers have a game against some, against, uh, against the Ravens coming up. And so, I mean, if the, if the Ravens win this one, the Steelers win this week, and then the Steelers knock off the Ravens, all of a sudden they jump them with the tie. Uh, you know, you never know here. This is that we, we are in a wild, uh, really the NFL as a whole this year is a, just a wild, wild West shootout of who is going to be the last man standing. Um, you know, the Ra- I mean, then the Ravens, the Ravens are currently, uh, number eight looking up. So they are out of the playoffs. If the season ended today, they would be they would have been out. Uh, Cincinnati is in in the four seed as the division leader there. And the interesting side of this is the, the, the Ravens have lost their last three games by a combined score of four points. With each game having a missed two point com, uh, conversion in it, the last two, the two point conversion was the last play of the game. So. Uh, I didn't, I didn't mind the call on either one. I really don't. The thing that I do mind and the thing that drives me nuts is when you do something like this and you call a play that doesn't get the ball in the end zone. Um, you know, if you're running the ball, you got to know you got it. You have to know that you are going to get that two to three yard or that three yards and you're going to get in the end zone. Uh, there aren't many teams that can line up and say, we're going to stuff it down your throat on a two point conversion. There are a few. There aren't many. Uh, the Ravens feel like they might be one of them. At bare minimum, you can kind of, you know, if I'm here, I'm calling an RPO. Uh, I'm calling kind of a, if I'm if I'm calling a run play, it's kind of, a, I'm calling a read option to see what they give me. But that's, and I'm turning it into an RPO. I'm giving my guy options, um, you know, and if he fakes it, doesn't like the look and stands back and all of a sudden things vacate and he can run then, you know, and you kind of like it's a, an RPO delayed draw type of situation. That's what I'm doing. What did the what did the Ravens do against the Steelers? They threw a ball on a uh, kind of a flat route to Mark Andrews and the ball was a little behind him. And even if he caught it because of where he was, I don't know. The Steelers were closing. I don't know if he gets in. Uh, and then this past week, they chose to do a rollout with Tyler Huntley. Uh, who looked really good. Uh, Huntley did look good this week, and he, you know, it's one of those things, you know, he, they, but they, they had him kind of sprint roll out from the snap, and I don't like that because you're already in a condensed area. All right, you are already in a in a tight area, a tight spot. You know, you have 13 yards of, of real estate north and south to work with uh, where you're trying to get, get, a, get guys into, and... You know, you're you're cutting half the field off. You have 53 yards wide, no matter where you are in the field. So you're cutting two thirds off. You know, for most quarterbacks, you know there are very few guys who can who can sprint out right, stop and throw back to the middle of the field. So you're you're cutting off more than half the field by doing this. And you know, you're you're asking a lot of a guy. And you know, another interesting stat on this is they've they've had uh, they're two for eight on two point conversions. They have had six runs, sorry, seven seven passes and one rushing attempt. And the last six passing attempts have all gone to Mark Andrews. I don't know, man, maybe call something where, you know, he's the decoy. You know, run something where it looks like it's going to him and then, you know, have somebody else wide open elsewhere because uh, that's what that's what they did. They, you know, the this past week they keyed on Andrews and they made a play on the on the pass. And, you know, you, you get those two and all of a sudden we're talking about a Ravens team who instead of at eight and six on in the eight seed, they're ten and four and possibly in first, but definitely in second. You know, and we're we're having a different conversation here. So, you know, that's that's a big deal. I, I like the aggressiveness. I like going for the win, especially, you know, the Ravens essentially had some games to play with there. Um you know, but now you're going up against Cincinnati, and this is this is for a big leg up in the in the race. Um, you know, say Cincinnati wins this one. If you're Baltimore, Cincinnati wins. And all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're looking around like, well, if even if they lose one of the next two, we have to win out and be tied and then hope that like some of the teams in front of us slip along the way. Ah, I the winner of this one kind of holds their their destiny in their hand. Um. I, I like Cincinnati here personally. 
Uh, I think the Ravens are just a little too banged up, and I, I, I think they're going to look back on these failed two-point conversions and kind of kick themselves for it solely based on the fact that, you know, I, again, I like the call, and, you know, Mark Andrews basically, you know, no, that's the right call. Even after the fact, that's the right call. You know, you did the right thing here. And I just think it's one of those things that you're going to look at down the road and say, well, the uh, those two-point conversions, maybe we should have went to overtime and given it a shot on a full field. Or maybe we call something, you know, we call a play that gets to the end zone or we don't cut half the field off on that play. I mean, you're two for eight. League average is 49.6%. You're two for eight. You're at 25. You're half the league average. Uh, I, I think you need to work on your on your red zone offense there. Two years ago, three years ago, Lamar Jackson was unstoppable in the red zone. The Ravens, I mean, that, that was his 35 touchdown year. More than half of them came from within inside, like inside the red zone, inside the 10. Because you were so worried about him running the ball that you know he sucked people in and was able to just hit short passes, which he's really good at. What happened to that? Where'd that offense go? That's the part of the playbook I don't think you throw out. You know, it's it's working. It's done well. Uh, hang on to that piece. Hang on to that one because two for eight on on two point conversions is is not great. Uh, you know, especially when league average is around fifty percent. So I think the Bengals take that one, especially being at home, and really start to punch their ticket to the the season nobody thought they'd have. Uh, we were talking about them after the draft saying like, hey, what are you doing drafting a wide receiver uh, instead of a running back? And oh boy, were they right picking that receiver, man, because that kid is good. So uh, Bengals take this one, in my opinion, and kind of start punching their ticket to a playoff uh, home game, not no less. The Chargers take on the Texans. This is going to be tough, uh, tough road to hoe for the te- Texans. It's been a tough season. It's going to be a tough season next year, barring some uh, insane turnarounds through the things. The Chargers are the lock of the week via yours truly easy d uh coming in the charges in the lock of the week i like the texans you know i i like seeing the texans beat people i don't think the texans have enough to keep up with the chargers i think the chargers can put a lot of points on the board and it's not going to matter how uh how how porous that chargers offense is and you know that's really going to be what this boils down to so I, I there's not a whole ton left to say about this uh about this this side of things so uh, the Chargers take this one, and it, it it I mean that does nothing but help them in the standings. Uh, the Chargers are currently in sixth place at eight and six, and I think they stay right there, uh, possibly even moving up to the to the five seed, depending on what Indianapolis does. So you know we we'll, we go from there, and yeah, uh, the the conference. Uh, the conference record would keep them in front of Buffalo. Should Buffalo win as well, and that's you know there there's that. So uh, Chargers take that one and, and keep a hold of a playoff spot and look to look to be in the playoffs in a few weeks. Next game is the Bucks visiting the Panthers. Uh, we've got a big one here. The Buccaneers should win this game outright. The, the, the Panthers offense is absolutely anemic. The only thing they do well is run the football sometimes, and that is playing right into the teeth, uh, the, the sharpest teeth of this Buccaneers defense. The Buccaneers are banged up. Uh, Mike Evans left the game last week with a hamstring issue. Uh, Chris Godwin is out for the year with a torn ACL. Um, Leonard Fournette has a hamstring issue. Now they just signed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, They're bringing back in Antonio Brown into the fold after the whole fake Vax card thing. And uh, so there's a lot of turmoil in Tampa Bay, but you can't count them out. Uh, The Panthers' pass defense is still pretty good, and I, I don't know if Jones... And, you know, if, if Bell even is even ready to play, I don't know if Jones can get a, enough a, a big running attack here, um, which could mean the Panthers can pin their ears back and get after Brady, which they do well. Um, but I don't think the Panthers can score enough to win this game. I mean, the, now the, the Saints shut out the Bucks last week. I, I don't think the Panthers can do that. Um, I would I would look for, for Gilmore to be, you know, plastered all over a returning Antonio Brown and you know that that should that would just be my take on that I would expect Gilmore to be plastered all over Antonio Brown uh let Chris Evan or Mike Evans who's a little hobbled kind of try to muddle through the rest of what you got and you know they're not gonna be able to run the football very well with the with the running back situation there so I would try to I would try to beat him in a low scoring war of attrition I don't again I don't really think the Panthers can score enough to win this game the Bucks are going to win it um the loss here for the Panthers would effectively eliminate them from the playoffs at five and ten 
Uh, the Buccaneers would improve to 11-4, and four, and depending upon what Dallas and Arizona do around them uh, in Green Bay against Cleveland, like I said, I think Green Bay takes the win there. Depending on what happens around them, they will stay in the you know division leaders group in the top four in the NFC, and I don't think that's really shocking to anyone. Uh, the the big trouble for Tampa Bay is going to be going forward. You know, uh, I mean, they have the Jets and the Panthers again, so they're going to finish out pretty well. They have a pretty <clears throat> fairly soft schedule there, but uh, you know they're they're going to finish out okay. But it's going to be you know what can they do when when playoff time hits and they're playing good teams with good defenses. Uh, but this does give them time to get healthy, get uh, get get Le'Veon Bell uh, up to speed, get Leonard Fournette healthy again, and kind of ride into the playoffs. You know, with uh, with ahead of steam, so I think the I think the Bucks definitely take that one. Uh, the Bears taking on the Seahawks. This is this to me is a suck bowl candidate game. Russell Wilson hasn't looked like himself. Uh, the Bears the Bears can't get out of their own way half the time. DK Metcalf is just he just he's just been different, man. I don't know what's going on there. You know, I mean we we all we all know about the uh, the OnlyFans foursome thing that went down with DK. Um, you know, and the model went public with it. The OnlyFans model went public with it, and then you know you had now you know DK's DK's teammates are kind of kind of laughing and joking about it and having a having a good time with that. Um, so, and, and I think honestly, I think it's affecting him more than he's letting on. Um, I, I think that's in his head a little bit, and I. I mean, his performance kind of shows he he hasn't been relevant in in weeks almost since then, uh, and I can tell you that because he cost me he cost me in fantasy this week. Uh, needed needed some big stuff from him, and I needed him, and he ain't doing it. I also don't think Russell Wilson's hand is as healthy as he claims. Uh, you know, his superhuman healing factor, a la Wolverine. Uh, I think he hurried back. I think he kind of kind of looked at it and said i'm going to give it a shot uh if i was if i were the seahawks you know you if you win this one you're i mean you're 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 facing an uphill battle into the playoffs regardless you know you need a lot of help here uh at five and nine i mean the best you can finish is eight and nine and i mean eight and nine still i mean if san fran loses out if minnesota philly new orleans Washington and Atlanta all lose out. Carolina loses out. I mean, there's a lot. Like, you need a lot of help. You need a lot of people to lose a lot of football games. Um, but there's still a mathematical chance. So if they win here, I mean, even still, uh, you, I would, I would, I would consider shutting Russ down. I think if they're eliminated, I think you see Russ kind of sit out and get his, you know, get the whole finger reevaluated and just kind of see where things are going and maybe you know get Geno Smith some reps and go from there. But. uh I don't think Russ is that good, but I do think Russ is going to be good enough to beat the Bears. Um, this is also a defense I wouldn't want to test a, a hobbled quarterback against because the the defense can be good. This defense can show up to play. So you know that's just me. I uh, I would be hard pressed to take to take Russ going the rest of the way. I mean your season's pretty much over. You know I I would sit him down and say like how bad is the finger? You know you don't look like yourself. Let's see what we can do to get you healthy and get you ready and have you for next year. But what do I know? I think the Seahawks take it, and that's going to be you know where I put it for the day. Um, the Broncos and Raiders are going to go head to head here in a battle of teams looking to stay relevant in the playoff hunt. Uh, Vegas is seven and seven, and Denver is seven and seven. Uh, one's in tenth place, one's in thirteenth place. Uh, I, I think Denver doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, they're, they're they're they got Drew Locke coming out to play. I, I don't think Drew Locke is good enough to do anything vegas's offense has looked weirdly anemic uh even more so than they had prior to this uh after the whole situation where their best receiver went uh you know to jail and you know there's just a lot going on here this is this is another one i you know i think i i think vegas's defense does enough to win this game uh and improve to eight and seven and keeping them, uh, and that keeps them more than relevant in the playoff hunt. You know, if if they go to eight and seven, and Indy goes to eight and seven, you know, I, I again, I don't see LA losing to Houston. Buffalo could lose to New England. You know, Baltimore could lose to Cincinnati, and you know, Pittsburgh could beat Tennessee. Now, now all of a sudden, you're talking about Pittsburgh in a playoff spot with Vegas right on their heels. Um, you know, Miami could beat New Orleans and be right in that same hunt as well. I mean, we're in a weird place here. Uh, I, I think the Raiders take this one because I don't. I, I will I would refuse I almost adamantly refuse to bet to bet on any team that isn't starting their uh their normal quarterback and 
you know, so I, I and I refuse to 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 pick the Broncos here with with Drew Locke uh, under center. The Steelers Chiefs game is going to be an interesting one. So this has a lot of implications. Uh, a loss here puts the Kansas City at ten and five. Uh, if New England beats Buffalo, if Tennessee beats San Francisco, they would both be ten and five uh, in that situation. If Pittsburgh wins this game, they jump to eight six and one. Uh, any of the teams at eight and six that lose all of a sudden get jumped by Pittsburgh, uh, including Cincinnati. So uh, this is weird, man. Again, we are in a very, very weird, weird frame. Um, you know, Baltimore. Obviously, one of Baltimore or Cincinnati will go to nine and six. Uh, unless, of course, they tie, which just makes things even more interesting. But uh, I, I I don't want to say the Chiefs are doing enough, but the Chiefs also have, Travis, as of right now, have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on COVID. I don't know if they get through a game without those two. It would take a whole lot from Pat Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, but I just I don't I don't see it happening. I don't see those two. Uh, or those two being enough to push through without the the safety blanket of Travis Kelsey and the turn and burn of Tyreek Hill. Uh, if those two guys remain out, the Steel I think the Steelers take this one. I think the Steelers take this one, and I I don't want the Steelers to win. I you know I but I don't want the Chiefs to win either. Uh, this is a, this is a hard one. You know this is definitely a difficult one to pick. Um, if the Chiefs are healthy, the Chiefs take it. If not, I think the Steelers defense can pull this off. Um, and that's really what this boils down to. I think you're going to start seeing the Chiefs too, uh, even if they were healthy. The end of their season, you know, they have the Bengals and the Broncos left. Um, the Bengals, I think, can shoot with them, and I think the Bengals' defense can slow them down enough. The Broncos, like I said, Drew Locke. I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure the Broncos' season is pretty much over with the injury to Teddy Bridgewater. Not that there was a whole lot to hang on to with Bridgewater with the way the team had been playing, but uh, that's neither here nor there. A healthy Chiefs team win this one if they, if uh, they're without Hill and Kelsey, uh, Kelsey, I believe the Chiefs will lose to the Steelers. Unfortunately, so um, that's going to be it for that one. The Washington Football Team against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Uh, this is another one. If Washington has Tyler Heineke, something about Heineke playing against the NFC East. Uh, the dude comes to play. He's a baller. He's a gamer in division. Uh, if he's back off the COVID list, I think he's got a shot here to ball out with the boys. Uh, if not, the Cowboys are going to take this one, and it's not going to be close. The defense is playing well. Um, the Washington offense looked absolutely atrocious with, uh, oh, boy, who uh, who was it? Apologize here. Garrett Gilbert under center. Uh, Gilbert did, I mean, he did, he did what you'd expect a practice squad quarterback from another team to do 20 for 31 for 194 no touchdowns no interceptions uh they didn't ask him to do a ton but they asked him you know they they you need you can't play not to lose uh you got to play to win tis the season you got to play you got to play to win um and you know it's just one of those things that they uh you know you just have to um you, you can't play soft. You can't play. I, I don't, I personally don't think game manager football wins at this part of the season. Um, You know, unless you have these guys, unless you have the defense that is like just that, oh my God, defense that you can't, you know, that you have to respect. Game manager, game manager offense doesn't win it. Uh, unfortunately, without, Tyler Heineke, I think that's what you're playing, and I think that plays into the Cowboys. Um, I think that plays into the Cowboys' uh, strengths here. So I think the Cowboys take this one. And I think the uh, I would look for the defense to stay ahead of the offense in the turnovers versus touchdowns competition that they have going in house. And I I have to say too, I do love that. Um, I love that they are doing something of the sort and. You know, just breeding that competitive nature and that competitive spirit in house. So uh, that's really cool for them. Good, good for them. Happy for them. And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, wrapping up the week, if as long as nothing gets moved and nothing gets rescheduled, is the Dolphins visiting the Saints, and this is a big one. Um, oh, before I before I get too far ahead of myself here, uh, a win for the Cowboys puts them to eleven and four. Um, and I, I believe they just—I believe Dallas just hangs on to the two seed at this point, 
and a loss for the football team drops them to six and nine, and I'm pretty sure effectively uh, pretty close to out of the playoffs there. And uh, I think you're going to start seeing teams mathematically eliminated, dropping like flies in the near future. Uh, obviously, it's got to happen at some point, right? Season's coming to an end. Good, good, good analysis, Jazz jerk. Uh, so Dolphins visiting the Saints. This is an interesting one. The uh, this is the battle of two teams that are their defenses are doing well and their offenses are kind of just meh. Um, you know the 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 Dolphins' offense has been able to do just enough to win against not great competition lately. Uh, the the best win that the that the Dolphins have in this crazy winning streak that they're on is uh, is the Ravens who are hot and cold as I as I said earlier and uh, the Saints defense is good I mean the Saints defense just shut out Tampa Bay I would be surprised if the Saints weren't the favorite here at home especially with the way that defense has been playing and you know for for the Dolphins they're seven and seven you know they're they're right on the heels of these eight and six playoff teams and for the Saints I mean they're they're hanging on at 7-7. Seven and seven. Also, both teams on the outside looking in, but on the... I mean, New Orleans is tied with a team. The Minnesota's got the same record. Uh, a win here and a Minnesota loss, who knows what happens? You know, Philly... Uh, you know, I, who knows? Um, you know, if San Francisco loses to Tennessee, there's, a, there's another team added to the mix for a tie, and it's, you know, it, it's an interesting end of the season here. Um, I'm taking the Saints in this one. I don't think the Dolphins offense can handle the Saints defense I think the def- uh, the Saints pass rush is going to be in and back and good I think the Saints secondary is playing with a little bit of pride right now um and I just I don't have any faith in Tua Tagovailoa uh, I think he'll be I, I I think he'll he's doing enough to stay the starter there uh, and kind of stymie the conversation about Deshaun Watson at least I hope that's the case uh because I don't want Watson in my division as a Bills fan and you know, outside of that, I think uh, I, th- I just think the Saints take this one, and we can finally stop talking about the Dolphins finishing in higher than third in the AFC East, if that's the case. So, um, you know, the Dolphins had do have a tough run after this <clears throat> with the Titans and uh, the Patriots, both good defensive teams. Um, the Titans' offense obviously hurting a little bit with the injuries and whatnot, but you know, regardless, the 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 Saints on the other hand. Uh, they are going to, they have the Panthers and the Falcons, so they could very easily find themselves in a playoff spot uh, with that soft schedule, but it, it starts this week with beating the Dolphins on Monday Night Football again. All of these game times are pending, obviously, with COVID. We've seen that things can move and shuck and jive around a little bit, so uh, that is the NFL preview for this week, uh, both on Hat Stats and Sats and Shot Takes. First ever combo episode, because uh, when time is of the essence, sometimes you got to make decisions that help save you time. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats, thank you. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends, share the podcast with people. Uh, follow us on Facebook, regardless of where you're listening. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on Facebook at HTS underscore pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, like, follow, share, subscribe, tweet at us, retweet us, you know, uh, to, to tell us we suck. I don't care. Uh, any of the above. If you want to email us, get a hold of us, hattatstatpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us an email. Uh, we're going to be looking to do a fan uh, a fan question submission uh, episode in the near future and uh, for Shot Takes. And if you're listening to Shot Takes, you are listening to the Can You Dig Sports Radio Network. Shot Takes is on every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on Can You Dig Sports. Uh, Shot Takes is powered by Hats, Stats, and Stats podcast, which is a Buffalo-centric pro sports podcast. Uh, we are here, we are doing it, and we are here for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and we will, if you're if, if you're listening to Shot Takes, we'll be back after the break. And if you're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats, we will catch you next week.